Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast. My name is Max Curtin, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any and all major platforms. Now, before I bring my guest on to this week's show, I wanted to let you know about one of our partner events that is coming up on the same day. So we've got two events on the same day where we're going to be attending and exhibiting at two of Europe's biggest marketing and unified communication events at the Excel in London on the 16th and 17th of November. First up, we got Call and Contact Center Expo that showcases the latest and most effective technologies, strategies, and advancements to call and contact center professionals, those in IT, general management, HR, marketing, and operations who are looking to excel in customer engagement. So make sure you register now at callandcontactcenterexpo.co.uk. And the second event on the same day is B2B Marketing Expo which is Europe's leading marketing event, connecting the most proactive marketing professionals with the tools, techniques, and innovations they need to be at the forefront of the ever-evolving world of marketing. Register for that one at b2bmarketingexpo.co.uk. Okay, I got all of that mouthful out of the way. So, back to the show. And joining me today, I have Jackie Pan, who is the CEO and co-founder at Lambot. Jack is here to discuss the death of lead forms and why conversation really is king for marketers. So, Jackie, welcome to the show and thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me here. You're very welcome. And before we get into this topic, Matt, because I think we've got a lot to kind of unpack, would you mind just giving our listeners a bit of background on yourself and Lambot? Sure. I'm Jackie, uh, CEO and co-founder of Lambot. I'm originally from China, and uh, when I was 10 years old, uh, I went to Austria. And then after three years and a half, I went uh, to, to Spain and have been living in Spain for almost like 15 years. So at this point, you can say I'm more European than Chinese already. Uh, but that kind of always influenced the way how I, I treat things in my life. In fact, kind of the idea of Lambot was kind of, a, a, you know, uh, hybrid between uh, some something I saw, you know, uh, personally uh, from the Chinese market, and wanted to uh, kind of just expand that to to European and to the Western world. Excellent stuff. Spreading your knowledge far and wide. I think that's what we need, Jackie. So perfect. <laughs> exactly. So interesting kind of conversation that was sent through to me for us to kind of do this podcast talking about that death of lead forms and having those kind of conversations with people. So I want to kind of start the podcast here by just kind of setting the stage because obviously lead forms have traditionally kind of been seen as these marketers trusted sidekicks it's what they kind of go to so where has this death of forms debate come from and what are the major cons of lead forms yeah so um i think on one hand we're witnessing what i call the rise of messaging apps you know messaging apps such as whatsapp uh, you know for our personal lives or uh, Slack or Microsoft Teams for our professional communications, where you know people are so used to have this real-time, instant, you know, messaging experience that uh, really ex- raises a lot the the user and the customer experience uh, expectation. And then on the other hand, you know, the level of competition we we face today 
specifically digital competition is you know uh, higher than ever before uh, you know in both b2b and b2c you know companies before maybe we we are uh, you know working in a segment with very few competition and in those environments you know lead forms is an excellent way to kind of gather customer information and then having you know later on sales uh, involved in contacting customers but uh, in today's environment customer expectation is so high right uh, the typical marketing playbook is no longer uh, viable you know um, there's a study says that the contact rate of uh, you know the average contact rate or the contact time better say um, for people to contact a customer after a lead form is uh, submitted is around three to five days. And, you know, in today's market, when you have to, uh, you know, contact a customer after such a long time, that's uh, a reducing a lot the close uh, rate of the customer, right? So this is one of the main reasons why we think, you know, there, there must be a change uh, with the lead form. Um, it's not really about the lead form itself, but about the whole playbook, you know, uh, marketeers uh, are still using today to kind of, you know, capture leads and then engaging with them throughout the entire customer life cycle. Yes, very much so. It's, as you were saying there, speed is going to be key, especially when you are closing down those leads and really bringing the sales in. You can't be waiting three, five days uh, because then the knowledge goes out the window, or the interest does, or... They can go to a competitor that doesn't have uh, that kind of contact information. So it, it's interesting the way you kind of lay that out and, and see that coming down. So I'm curious from your perspective then, why do you think that conversations are the key to improving business processes and really strengthening the relationships with these new leads? Yeah, um, so I think for for me, a, a conversational experience has really two main values that uh, makes them unique. First, it's the power of getting user attention or user focus, right? So if you compare a conversation or, or chatbot versus a typical landing page where user have to browse through all the content, all the information you share, and then sign up, you know, uh, and filling out the, um, the lead form, Within a conversational environment, you get the user attention and they have to just do one action at a time, one step, you know, uh, each time. And this, uh, you know, get get much better uh, attention of the user and therefore improves drastically the, the conversion rate. Um, then secondly, that's the uh, it's the bi-directional nature, you know, of uh, uh, of conversations. So as we are having right now a conversation, it's not about, you know, just giving information all the time, but it's about also receiving information from the user at the same time. And this can allow the business to, you know, progressively profiling the prospect while they're interacting with the business and then hyper-personalize each of the subsequent, you know, interaction with the user. Uh, and this has an enormous power to generate further engagement with the user and uh, drastically, obviously, improve also the conversion rate. Very much agree. Yeah, it, it's, again, speaking about that speed and bringing it in for people to kind of understand and get what they need quickly from not only the business, but from the customer experience perspective as well. So 
a couple of things, obviously, the conversation is revolving here around chatbots and how people are kind of capturing leads. So talk to us a little bit more about how these new technologies are really kind of enabling those conversations. What are the major benefits for companies when we're talking about chatbots in kind of how we capture leads, but also helping them kind of get more valuable information about what their customers are actually wanting from it? Yeah, so um, there's like different ways to to see this, right? From the customer perspective, I think we already mentioned it's like a more convenient way and can generate better, you know, um, engagement with those customers. But really from the business side of view, um, the way how, you know, uh, today's chatbot solution is uh, uh, working is, mostly uh, about you know uh, using no code solutions that really enables you know marketeers or non-technical business users to able to define the whole customer journey define really the workflow they want to have to interact with the customers and then once you have those interactions unlike maybe a traditional landing page or forms you have this uh, conversational data where you can see very easily how the user is interacting with the bot. What are the sort of questions or what are the steps they usually take in order to for them to convert? And this type of information is really valuable for the business to uh, further optimize the, uh, the user experience afterwards. And finally, there's the correlation piece, right? Whenever I explain to people, this is like a no-code solution, they will say, oh, so like no developers is uh, ever necessary. We'll fire all the developer developers we have. No, it's not uh, about that, right? It's about having more control from the marketing side, but developers can still involve and is very uh, encouraged to do so because together, you know, business users and technical users, they can build a much uh, a stronger and more um, powerful experience for the users, leveraging all the interactions, uh, all the integrations, sorry, uh, they have uh, with their internal system to enrich the user uh, experience with more data and with uh, you know, uh, more information. Yes, all, all of these areas are so important, especially, as I said before, from an organization perspective, but also from the customer element as well. So it's really great to kind of hear how you guys are viewing it and bringing it into the system. One thing I'm curious about, obviously, when I look at Landbot, you guys have had great success. Uh, you've got some great partners here. You provide the, you know, the templates for people to use in the chatbot platform. But you don't have to mention names specifically, but I was wondering if you could maybe give us a case study example of how Lambot has really helped an organization's marketing and lead generation through the kind of no-code chatbot platform builder that we were talking about previously. So we, we have some confidential uh, challenges to sharing names, but I can uh, just share some example from uh, you know real customers without you know revealing the name. Exactly, okay. Yeah. Um, so um, we, we obviously work with many different type of you know industries and uh, type of companies, but uh, it, typically what we see is the the type of industry that has a lot of you know a customer volume and uh, also like very intense competition tend to be the ones that can benefit more from our solution. 
So here in this case, uh, we would be talking about an insurance company. You know, in today's market, when you try to Google uh, like life insurance or car insurance, you have, you know, thousands of options immediately available. And it's quite, uh, you know, critical for the insurance company to make sure the customer has the optimal experience to, you know, really ensure they capture uh, and close the deal instead of one of their competition, right? So in this case, we, we are really working with this insurance company uh, in two parts of their customer journey. First, it's about the lead generation part where, you know, they have a lot of uh, marketing campaigns, performance, you know, uh, marketing using Google ads, uh, you know, Facebook ads and different, you know, uh, ad platforms to drive traffic to different landing pages for different audience segment they have. Uh, the first thing we, we try to do is uh, kind of defining with them how should that, you know, lead capture experience be. Because what we saw is uh, what I mentioned before, people are already kind of, uh, you know, very um, feel boring about, you know, visiting a landing page and filling out these, uh, you know, lengthy forms. So we try to really uh, design a, a conversational experience right in the beginning when the user, you know, arrived to a, to a landing page, instead of showing and throwing them all the information at once, we started having a very friendly conversation. We started greeting the user, asking what's their name, Max, and then, you know, personalized experience based on what is the area of interest, uh, whether they are interested in knowing some insurance product, whether they have some issues with support or with some, you know, claims. And then from there, we, we enter them into different flows depending on what is, you know, the, the, the objective or the goal the user has. Um, and then once we have one, you know, valid lead, which is basically someone who gave us their name, their email, and then maybe their phone numbers, we try to get the user um, engaged via messaging channel. That's kind of the um, engagement, uh, you know, lead engagement part where instead of, you know, just uh, sending an email to the user and continue the conversation through email, we are leveraging the power of messaging channels, you know, to have a messaging channel where we can send information to the user and then starting again, having this bi-directional, you know, experience where it's not about just sending push information, but also continuing addressing questions the user have or addressing the uh, information they need to continue further down the, uh, the funnel. And until the point where we really consider that lead is ready, you know, to have a sales agent to engage with them and uh, finally closing, closing the deal, right? Um, some just, uh, you know, high level numbers uh, in the lead capturing process where we see it, what we see is that we can increase up to 50 percent, you know, the lead, lead capture conversion rate versus, uh, you know, a typical landing page that uh, the insurance company was using before. And then when we are talking about the uh, lead engagement phase, comparing to emails, we are seeing like uh, uh, 80% of open rate with, you know, uh, WhatsApp, which was the uh, messaging channel we were using. And then like finally um, about the cost of acquisition, we were able to reduce it uh, 30%, you know, uh, taking into account the whole process.
Excellent. Those are fantastic numbers to kind of hear and see that journey from start to finish in terms of the benefits that an organization can really see for sure. And and it leads me nice on to my next question because obviously people are going to be listening to this conversation who might not have considered this as a option for their marketing strategy and what they can bring in from a lead perspective. So Obviously, you've taken us on the journey here, but what advice would you give to a company that really wants to create a lead generation chatbot to boost that marketing strategy and really help the numbers that you've just outlined there? Yeah, um, excellent question. So first thing I would say is don't trust the hype because I think generally speaking in the market, there's a lot of hype about like AI solution, uh, you know, cutting edge technology, this type of mm-hmm. uh, marketing, you know, BS. I, I don't trust it. Uh, and I wouldn't, uh, you know, um, kind of let my, uh, my customer uh, go through that. So I would tell them, like, generally speaking, try to test the product if, you know, the, the solution offers some sort of free trial, you know, uh, even like free versions really start testing it, uh, you know, with simple cases. Don't overcomplicate stuff. Generally speaking, most bots we have seen, the first version can be built in like, uh, you know, hours, even like in minutes, uh, because we offer a lot of uh, templates. Therefore, no need to, you know, plan like a super costly, lengthy project where you need to hire, you know, consultant to join and help you to define all that experience, start from something very simple, start doing A-B tests, comparing it with what you have and start to see whether that truly, you know, lift up your, your conversion rate. And then you have to really understand the whole customer journey. It's not about just, you know, plug into a chatbot into your workflow and suddenly you, you have all these amazing results. You have to fully, you know, analyze your current uh, customer's life cycle and understand where our customer failing off. Maybe you are fine with the initial stage, but then you, you need to see where does users typically drop off and then leverage the technology to help you to uh, improve that process. Excellent advice. And I think uh, a lot of people can go away from this with a better understanding of how this can be beneficial and really what they can kind of bring into their own organization to get those results. So Jackie, all I can say is thanks for coming on today and giving your insights into all of this. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah. um, Thanks for inviting me here. And uh, so glad I could uh, share our experience with the rest. Very happy for you to be on here and thank you everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. We hope you took a lot of information away from the discussion. If you are looking for more information from Landbot, then you can just head on over to their website, which is landbot.io. That's landbot.io. We'll be back soon with another in our podcast series, but until then, you can join the conversation at am360tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. Subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms and for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com.